Blended. Welcome to Marketing Blend. Yes, guys, it is the show where I talk about everything that's going on in the marketing world or do my best trying. I'm your host, Brett Dicer, and let's get on with what's going on in some of the marketing news going on around the net. All right, for people that, you know, need to-do lists and need to, you know, keep on revamping their to-do list, to-doist... Yeah, that kind of little rhymed, but I said to-do lists like five or six different times. Anyways, to-do-ist, uh, just revamped a little bit for quick added features, uh, well, to make it your life a little bit easier to create and manage tasks, which is a great thing because we all know doing social media, marketing, PR, oh god, it can get a little overwhelming with like the 50 like things to do on your list, and you've got to get them all done, and then the next day it starts over again, and just, ah, ah, ah. So it's a great thing. Uh, it's one of the most popular ones out there. Also, is going to be friendly for you know, you tablet people, which is including me. Uh, yes, yeah, so it should be interesting to see how people react. It's probably going to be a great thing, especially the quick feature. Uh, people always li- like to do the, you know, something quick button to quickly add things and not spend time like typing it out. Be like, oh, I got so many things to do. Why am I writing down a to-do list when I already have that? So yeah, you should check it out. All right, Instagram, and there's a couple things going on on Instagram. First is Instagram has added a new tab notification for the web. It kind of looks similar to kind of the Facebook little tab, uh, you know, the world icon on the top right-hand corner. You pull down, similar to that, quite, quite similar to that, which uh, is interesting, as my chair crickety creaks, that... They've actually done this, but Instagram has tried to find ways to uh, build out their website because before their website was all about just, you know, looking at things, not being really able to do much with it. I would like to see a little bit more of ways of posting it uh, through a web as well. It kind of be a lot easier. I understand that it was built for smartphones, but as a marketer, uh, it'd just be a lot easier if I could do that. Plus, opening up their APIs to third parties so I can actually schedule out posts and not have to micromanage that would be a huge, huge help. Uh, but yeah, should be interesting as well. All right, it looks like uh, uh, people aren't really happy with uh, Instagram feeds. Yes, people are pretty upset about it. If you didn't really know, and I'll, you know, quickly update you on this. Uh, last week, Instagram decided that it needed to change its the way it basically shows its users pictures or content on its uh, app. So Instagram announced that it would be going pretty much similar to Facebook in a way of saying, "Hey, we're going to do an algorithmic feed. Uh, these feeds are." Not really that popular. I really don't like them that much. However, the thing about this is is that it's very popular if you want to monetize and, you know, do ads for this. Ads are a really, really 
great way for social networks to monetize and actually make money off their site. Uh, with Instagram being so popular, uh, this is more of a, a grab to monetize their ad program and you know get those marketing dollars. They may say this is for their users so they can you know find the people that they follow and the best photos. But to really be honest with you, that is all for marketing purposes. This has really nothing to do with with anything beyond uh, users because you want the original way or the I don't know if it's still right there right now but the way it was with reverse chronological order uh, you, that actually helped it grow that's how it helped it grow by finding it yourself looking through it so Twitter was how Facebook was for a while then Facebook was like ah we need to monetize these ads and the only way to do it is to curate it oh but we're curating it so you don't get bombarded I'm like by your ads because that's all you care about so yes this is primarily for marketers and advertising people to monetize on their content and get more bang for their buck uh, but like I said before this isn't has nothing to do with users for marketers especially for small business owners this might have a negative impact on you because if you do not have a really engaged following it's going to be a lot more difficult to find and engage those people you're just going to have to go and search through them say how awesome something is and so on and so forth um like i said it's it's going to be difficult i apologize i i feel sorry for small businesses uh that don't have a marketing budget or a very big marketing budget to actually spend on uh money or well, more spend on their ads for Instagram but that's how it is that's how they're gonna monetize it we just have to you know deal with it now here's an interesting thing and I put this in marketing I didn't actually talk about this yesterday on digital coffee so I thought this was more this more keen to um, marketing in general but Adobe has this new co-op that lets brands know which device you use so you don't get too many ads. Basically, it's a, it's a machine learning to figure out which device you use so you don't see a lot of the same ads on either platform. Because the problem before is that you would see the same ads over and over again no matter where, where you would go. This way, as long as the brand is co-opted into it, it'll it'll look and it'll, and it'll try its best like i said machine machine learning usually figures it out but it will try to um give you really great ads that you haven't seen five or six different times uh i think this is really great for marketers to check out uh i will put this in the show notes if you want to check it out a little bit more but i think this is a really great way of showing the right ads to the right people and not really bombarding them with pointless ads they don't actually care about because marketing advertising and pr is all is all about targeting the right people at the right time with the right content not the, not just kind of guessing and throwing it out there and being a being a bullhorn like check us out our content is awesome uh hey you out there why are you not checking me out I'm annoying. You're right. That's my bullhorn voice. It sounds robotic. Anyways, uh, so I really, I really do like this. I think this is actually a really cool tool. Like I said, I'll put this in the show notes if you want to, you know, check out the co-op. Co-op. It sounds like gaming for co-oping. All right, there. 
there is a company or companies that are actually trying to not use websites anymore. Their websites will basically be follow us on social media. It's an interesting way to, uh, let's say, um, go to your customers because a lot of times websites are great and I still think they are a very important business or business model around because you do own that space unfortunately with social media you really don't own that space you are beholden to whatever facebook twitter snapchat instagram want to change and when they want to change it you just go all right you changed it can't do much about it that's how it is that's kind of rented space because you don't you have an account but you don't control everything about it it's there's nothing you can control beyond what things you post or what on that type of thing so what content you post that's about the only thing you can control uh you you i mean for facebook you can block for most of them you can block uh comments and flag them and flag accounts as well but beyond that you have little to no control over well some companies are like we don't really care about um websites we think social media is the right way uh, most sporting celebrities don't really have websites but they don't really actually need the websites because the best way to go to your fans is to use social media um, but some of them like click media group uh, which is a parent company of who what where uh, is literally only gonna exist on social media it's called obsessy.com uh, and all what it does if you if you go to the website it just says Hey, follow us on, and it gives you all the icons, and you follow them there. They are only going to exist on social media. So I'm trying to figure out how that's going to work, especially for blog posts. But um, that's that's really, I mean, it sounds like an interesting thing uh, to actually do, and it sounds like it could work. But like I said before, like Facebook, you can write notes. Twitter, you can't really write notes at all. Uh, Google Plus, you can, can well, they're always changing that. Uh, LinkedIn, you can, so you can write great uh, blog posts on there. But they're all kind of fragmented in a way. So you, in a way, it can work as long as you know who you're targeting, what's the best uh, content to use for each site. That's going to be the best way. So it should be interesting to see if it actually works. Uh, they actually tried this back when the golden age of apps, when apps were like, people are building them like crazy they're getting crazy popular uh they didn't have any websites they didn't really didn't want any websites and guess what they went back to websites because they found out that websites were actually uh pretty useful again now they weren't really full fledged out features but they at least were hey go to this might have a blog as well so this has happened before i don't think i think some might thrive but i don't really think they're all going to thrive on this so it should be interesting to see what actually is going to transpire all right twitter uh, is testing out something new called cute stickers you know little stickers that facebook does as well well it looks like twitter is trying to do the same thing now twitter has not been doing well in the stocks user growth has been awful uh they've tried to do a whole bunch of changes thank god they decided to not change the uh count limit or yeah the count limit or the word count i should say count limit word count on uh the tweets they're gonna leave it there i do wish they would just take off pictures uh urls and at the at handles from the 
uh, count so it could give you more time to actually write it that would actually be a better way of actually utilizing the space but no instead they're going to do cute stickers to add to your photos yay uh so it should be interesting to see what that's actually going to do if it's actually if it's actually going to work and if they will allow businesses or brands to create their own to place on it kind of like geo filters for snapchat which allows venues to create their own geo filters and then carve up a uh space and it, it's it's a certain amount of money per square footage uh and then you can do it that way that's so people at the event can use your own custom filter as well so it should be interesting i would like to see that if twitter wants to do it with that for brands as well um but this is just their way of trying to reach trying to get uh younger demographic and just get more people onto twitter uh is it gonna work i don't know um i think they really need to dive headlong into more news and that type of thing and being a education resource instead of trying to be a popular resource because they're trying to be popular and i don't think it works for them quite well but they're going to try it anyways so it should be interesting to see what's going to transpire from all that all right, there is a new study out f uh, about uh, from Track Maven uh, that kind of tracks uh, social media and how well it's doing and what's going on in 2016. And there's um, there is something called the Social Media Inflation Index. Uh, now it says, and this is interesting, by the end of 2014, 24.93% of the world's population was active on social media by 20. 18 the number of social network users worldwide is predicted to grow to 2.44 billion which could be a country uh of or nearly one-third 32.58 percent of the projected global population um so that that's kind of an interesting thing as well also is that every social network has grown there has been some type of well inflation in a way but it has but everyone has has actually grown uh, most brands have grown from facebook and instagram uh and twitter and linkedin about 25 percent which is pretty good rate instagram has been quite a bit more and uh pinterest has kind of been a little slagging now like i said before instagram has the biggest exp explosion growth um, it's increased by 6% to 8% month over month. That's twice the monthly follower growth rate on LinkedIn and more than three times the monthly follower growth rate uh, on Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. And these brands saw 100% medium uh, follower growth on Instagram, survey, uh, surging from 11,000 followers on January 1st, 2015 to 22,000 followers by January 1st, 2016. Now, this doesn't account for the new algorithmic changes, so it could actually plummet that growth again because of Facebook did this and uh, growth plummeted about to down 2%. It was around like 10, I think, 7 to 10%, and it just completely, utterly blew horribly it was bad uh, most people were upset about this and rightly so uh brands saw medium at 
uh, annual follower growth of 42% across all uh, five major social networks. And this is where I said the Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram audiences by almost one-fourth annually, 23 23 and 24% medium growth. Uh, respectively so if you're in that sweet spot for your campaigns about the the 20 to 24 percent i will i'll give you a little bit more um you're doing actually quite uh well and uh as before instagram saw the higher overall pinterest was the lowest they were at they're at 20 percent um pinterest has not been as good with growth but pinterest is also used differently from the other ones and it's more of a discovery type of uh social network discover i don't even know if you could really call a social network even though they are trying to get into e-commerce they aren't really a social network because you discover things and you pin them there really is no reason to comment on them um most of the time that's the thing about it is that people want to see comments on them and there's really not much of a reason to comment on them it's like oh this is cool i'll repin it or like it and that's about it there is unless it's really really good there's no way but i've done a lot of pins i have some way one of my pins is at almost at three thousand uh repins and and that's just a personal brand mind you and six thousand likes um and still i got four comments and one's mine so i technically have three comments on there and that's probably my best one that i've had um, it did say that the Facebook account cleanup uh, really did impact brands. Uh, more importantly, it impacted Pepsi and Dr. Pepper the most. Pepsi lost 1.8 million page likes and Dr. Pepper lost 1.3 million page likes because of inactive or fake accounts. Uh, that's what happened. Now, they could have actually used that in the beginning where people were using that to inflate their numbers so their um, content would be on top of the feed and then Facebook changed that which they should have changed that um, so that could have actually been it as well but that's pretty significant loss right there that's I mean Pepsi almost lost two million um, and then Dr. Pepper almost lost one and a half million that's that's quite a bit I think the most interesting part about this was more of how people are using Pinterest now Pinterest um, Gets really really popular in the summer months and then really bad in the fall There's there's a huge decline and then in the holiday season it goes up again for some odd reason now. That's an interesting uh, Data to actually understand so if you're on Pinterest, I would save my best best stuff for summer and for actual dead of like Christmas season winter, I would still pin during the low seasons and maybe try some new stuff during those seasons because you don't have as much user growth. But I would use the tried and true stuff for those times um, in the summer months that people are actually using uh, Pinterest a, a lot more because that that's where you, that's where you're actually going to get it now he, here's the actual data it says pinterest followers grow sees seasonal shifts brands on pinterest saw this great surge in follower growth during the summer months so july 2015 to, through august 2015 pinterest followers dipped in the fall then surged again at the height of the holiday season in december so like i said before between that sweet spot of Jan, uh, july to august and then to december 
I would put my best and basically make a really great campaign around those months and then make other off campaigns that you want to kind of test out and see if it actually work during the really low points because you're going to probably have to find really creative ways of doing it anyways. So that would probably be the best way of doing it is finding those really, really great, great um, content for uh the five months or so that it actually is a great surge and use advertising on those times i would use a little advertising here and there for the low months but i would use the most money on those uh on those months because of how much people are going to be looking on anyways to kind of generate um that that growth as well um you know different contests sweepstakes all those other fun fun stuff all right, now I really do want to get into more of uh, the algorithm, algorithmic feeds, because we are actually into that. Um, feeds, these these have become like the forefront of most major popular uh, social networks. You have Twitter doing it, which you can opt out if you want to, which I actually did. You have Facebook, who's done it for a while, and I still think it's awful. And I will keep on saying that I do not like your your feeds. They're awful. There's a lot of people I just don't want to see, and you just can't figure it out. Anyways, there's that, and there's also now Instagram is going to do it. Uh, for us marketers, the problem with this is that we have to now we have to always figure out another way of strategizing how to get the best content on there for a buck, and then actually make a if you have the money, an advertising um, budget. Because unfortunately for Facebook, I mean, for Instagram, it's not cheap, but it's the biggest user growth right now. Now with that shift from the algorithmic growth, it could actually be a lot worse. Uh, and that's, that, that can be det detrimental for small businesses. Small businesses, I would leverage your other user bases on other social networks. Also, try your best to always keep bringing out great content. Pictures that are either um, really well done by a graphic designer or um, you have edited slightly or if you need to a lot to actually get the best picture for it because that picture is going to be all that you get for Instagram and you need to make sure that it is tip-top shape it is one of the best things you can do and you're just gonna have to advertise I would say a little advert advertise like maybe like a small budget but advertise enough to get more users on it um, if you if you need to do contests on there find interesting ways to do contests um, but Unfortunately, right now, even though I think algorithm feeds are not the best, they are here to stay. I think machine learning is going to be a lot better. Even doing some AI on those type of things is a lot better. I still think having people filter their own feed is probably the, is the best way of user growth. But since Instagram has kind of already grown so much they don't feel a need that they actually need to do this anymore so they are not doing it anymore which is unfortunate because if you just got on it recently I, f I feel for you i feel for you i totally feel for you it's going to be a lot more difficult you're going to have to um 
persuade or encourage um, your followers more to share, to like uh, your post more now than ever because if you aren't popular, it's going to go nowhere. And that's that's a sh that's still a shame. It's, it's still one of the biggest shames, I think. Personally. Alright, now I'm going to do a um, kind of um, apps you should try out for uh, for your business. So there's one called Check, which basically gives you a visualized timeline and lets you, um, you know, give it gives a little bar graphs on like how much time you have for each project, which kind of kind of help the visualized learner to do it. Um, this is for an iPhone iPhone app only, um, and allows you to visualize um, based on days when it's due. Add assignments and tasks with ease, enjoying and create groups with classmates or work workers as well. I mean, classmates, you can also do um, business professionals as well. You can also do your co-workers. Um, it just doesn't always have to be classmates. Um, but I could see a lot of potentials in just check, just being able to do this for um, business professionals of like, hey, uh, post done this time, um, marketing campaign done at this time, and so on and so forth. They make different colors for different ones. Um, prioritize which color is the most important to get done right now and so on and so forth uh so i see i think that's great now if you are a person or a company that uses slack uh, there's something called team feed that allows you to you know cross team communication to each team to show you what they're working on maybe see what they're working on and if you need to collaborate with each other as well um it allows you to um you know just talk with a lot of people a lot better it's free obviously because slack is free um but uh i mean to get a little extra features which is smart feed group feeds and export data that's gonna be three dollars and the enterprise is rich attachments email digest private feeds external feeds and all those other fun stuff um you're really gonna have to contact them for that um but yeah if you are using slack and slack is a great program for team communication this is something you need to check out. I will put all these in the show notes as well, but I highly recommend you doing that. Or if you're like, what's Slack? Slack is basically um, a startup that kind of has revolutionized um, work communication. They base it around teams, and so teams can easily talk to each other, and they're hopefully going, they're making it easier to not, to talk to people that are not on your team as well. But it's more of a team-based uh, professional communication tool. Highly recommend it. There is also a way to, you know, keep keep the pulse on your, like, what's going on with your team. You know, it's always a lot hard to keep good employees, especially if they're really good. And well, you either, they either don't tell you that they're having a problem or they're trying to find a better job. Because I think there's things that are better out there. Not saying that your place isn't great. I'm just saying that there could be some things. This helps you keep, you know... Keep a pulse on your team. It also get it allows you to automate and quickly, and quickly and powerfully weekly check-ins with your team. So you can check in uh, to be sure that what they're doing is okay, um, how they're feeling. Just make sure you get data on understanding like what's going on with your team, because the kind of the mental health and stress level and emotional health of your team will will help in the long run if everybody's usually in good health usually likes each other and is not you know 
hating going to work, dreading to go to work, because that does bring down productivity. So this this is something that could help you. It's called 15.5, if you're wondering uh, the name of it. And it's, it's something that you might want to check out a little bit. Yes, yes. Now, if you are a game developer that's working uh, working on a game, already has a game out there as part of the eSports, there is a new API called Panascore that allows you to track uh, eSports data. Um, it looks very interesting. Um, you get data on Hearthstone to um, Dota 2 to... Uh, what's it called? Duty... Counter-Strike Go, Smite, all those. It gives you one feed, advanced reporting, and data visualization. And it correlates into basically your computer or your smartphone as well. Um, so you can figure out like what competition is doing, how well in the eSports ranking, um, how you could do better as well. Or for yourself, just check out which how your game is doing as well. Um, as for... Game developers, but marketers inside the gaming industry, especially their marketing for publishers and developers, to figure out um, where to get uh, esports data without contacting companies and just doing it easily and quickly, and you know, sourcing it through and be like, hey, where the, and then showing it to your um, customers, hey, we're the most played uh, game in esports this month or something like that, um, or hey, uh, help us get there and show like where you want to go like have a goal where you want to go and make sure that people are playing this and so on and so forth you know all those fun things um now are you having a problem well trying to reach your audience through messengers because that is the new tool where chat fuel is there to help it's a chat bot to engage your audience through uh messengers um there's no program required so you don't need to be coding uh it allows you to engage and retain users so you can send news, collect feedback, receive and answer questions, and share content libraries from GIFs to full business documents. Um, it's just a plug-in data stream, so Chatful has hundreds of integrations available. YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and more, so you can get your chat going. Um, it gives you analytics, as always, uh, guided chats, uh, and uh, as you get promoted as well. There's cross-platforming. Um, so if you're kind of looking to get um, onto this and hopefully, you know, bring up the average uh, response time to users' feedback, especially on Facebook Messenger, to get that little tag of, we are really fast, um, this probably is a great way for you, especially if you're a small team just looking to, you know, get onto that without... Um, having to hire a full-time coder to actually do it. This could be a great way of doing it. Plus, chat is kind of the new thing for social media. We're kind of going back to AOL times, which is kind of weird for me. It's kind of like we're, we're circling back. Um, there will be something new on the horizon. It's always like that anyways. Um, but, yeah, I, I actually recommend this. Like I said before, I'll put this in the show notes. It's called Chat Fuel. Did I said chat full? Chat fuel. Sorry if I said chat full. Chat fuel. I'll say it a third time just so you don't forget. Um, the cool thing is in the menu it has business publishing categories and social media. So you share whatever you like. Um, people want uh, businesses to contact them quickly, easily, and, and efficiently. So um, this could be a great way for it. Um, people can ask for PR surveys and all that other stuff. Um, it allows them to sh see your uh, social media feeds as well. It allows you to subscribe to them or unsubscribe probably as well because if they don't, that's 
probably going to be bad. But you should probably have an unsubscribe button as well for that too. All right, that is the episode for today for Marking Mud. I hope you enjoyed it, and tune with me tomorrow as I do the gaming news in Gamers Cafe. Yes, we'll be. I will be open for business for all gaming reviews and opinions and news that's going on as well. Uh, also, follow Digital Coffee on Twitter at DigitalCO77EE, Facebook at Digital Coffee, uh, Google Plus at Digital Coffee Podcast, Instagram Digital Coffee Podcast as well. And if you like these podcasts, please consider uh, supporting me on Patreon at Digital Coffee. Also, follow me on uh, iTunes at Digital Coffee Podcast, Google Play Podcast at Digital Coffee Podcast, Stitcher Digital Coffee Podcast. All right, that is it. I swear. Have a great day.